This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. NRL Grand Final this Sunday and joining us straight off the bat today. What a superstar. This is a man at the Brisbane Broncos that served his apprenticeship under blokes like Shane Webke. He won a grand final in 1998. He's a Brisbane Broncos legend. On the other side of that... He's also Captain Penrith and did some amazing things in the we Western. We don't like to remember that time well, as Broncos fans. I mean, he did an awesome job. Obviously finished his career back at the Broncos. The nicest man in rugby league is Petro Sivanaseva. Hello, mates. Well, good day, AB. How are you guys going, all right? Really well, mate. And I know AB has lost sleep over this. Just, just squash it for us. Broncos <laughs> or Panthers, which camp are you in this weekend? Oh, look, I'm with the Broncos. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, look, obviously very proud to represent both clubs, but in saying that, uh, still got uh, a strong relationship with the Bronx. So, um, I do still do a little bit of work for them, so which is great. And, um, yeah, really excited about what's going to be an amazing grand final on Sunday. I don't even know what's higher than greatest of all time, but you're up there, Pet, that's for sure. <laughs> now, they, a lot of this week has been about grand final experience. They say, yeah, the Broncos are great, but Penrith have got that experience. How much do you reckon that actually matters? You've been a part of a club that got that experience and did it again. Like, you know, does a Reynolds, for instance, who's been able to provide that experience, is that enough for us? Yeah, look, I think so. I, you know, obviously, uh, it's been amazing. Penrith's record, I think, what's uh, uh, four grand final appearances in a row, uh, going for a third straight title. That's amazing. You know, and obviously, having that experience uh, definitely helps. But in saying that, too, I guess with the professionalism of the players these days, uh, our boys, I mean, you look at the Broncos team, plenty of representative uh, uh, honours there as well, too. So they're used to playing these big matches. Uh, it really comes down to whoever starts off well and obviously maintains the rage for the 80 minutes. So, um, you know, I don't think the, the Broncos will be overawed by the moment. If anything, I think, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be ready to go. And uh, uh, it's what it's going to take a huge effort to knock over this champion uh, Panthers outfit. But uh, I have full belief the boys can do it. Petro, flash you back to 98 playing in your first grand final. What's it like running out for the first time? It was ANZ Stadium back then, 100 plus thousand. Can you still feel your limbs? What's that moment like? <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's 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 a surreal moment. It's a moment that I guess you know, uh, for for anyone that plays sports, I mean, you know, if you get to a final, it's it's your biggest moment, you know, and uh, and you know, you you go through so much uh, as an individual and as a team. You start pre-season back in November of the year before, so you know, so, so to ride the roller coaster of the season and finally get there, it, it's a huge achievement in itself. And I remember Wayne always told us, you know, once once finals footy starts, it's, it's a brand new footy season. So it's all, it's about you know just mentally, physically preparing yourself. Um, but um, yeah, look, it is surreal. Uh, you, you you definitely are floating. You know, when you hear that noise when they open the doors up to the change rooms and you just hear that noise and the energy come through, uh, it definitely lifts you. And um, you know, hopefully they'll be lifting the Broncos on Sunday. I've been loving seeing some of the greats pop up their heads in the change rooms on the sideline over this last few weeks. For grand final day, uh, are there a bunch of you old heads getting together and watching it in Sydney? Yeah, I think there's, there's quite a few of us, um, all doing different uh, roles. I guess uh, I'm, I'm involved with the NRL and the Broncos. Uh, I know there's quite a few of our uh, 2006 side uh, still, you know, doing a bit of commentary and things like that. So it is a, it is a great occasion to get together. But uh, no doubt for all of us, uh, we're united in uh, getting behind our old club. And uh, yeah, it'd be amazing to see the Broncos knock off this champion uh, uh, Panthers outfit. 
Well, when, Petro, look, when. Looking forward to this one again Sunday. You're going to hear the game on Triple M as well as the Women's NRLW Grand Final. Petro Sivanasiva is also a special. Once you're done with Rugby League on Sunday, make sure you check out the one-on-one on Fox League with Petro. It's worth the watch. It's on KO and Foxtel on demand as well. One of the greats, mate. Really appreciate your time on the Rush Hour. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. And uh, go to the Bronx, go to the Lions. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. So I know, and rightly so, we're caught up in excitement for AFL and NRL Grand Finals all this weekend. And just the long weekend in general. Yes. Uh, worth remembering today, if you, you're not across it already, today is actually National Police Remembrance Day. It's an opportunity for family members, uh, for all of us, to, to pay respects to officers killed on duty as far back as the beginning of the Queensland Police Force, which was in 1864. It's devastating that we've had so many. Obviously, notably last year, we had the the two police officers that were murdered in the Western Downs. Uh, That was Constable Rachel McCrow and Constable Matthew Arnold. But you also, I mean, your stepdad was a Mm. copper. Mm. You've got a lot of closeness to this particular day. Yeah, my stepdad was a copper for 40 years. And and I actually... I don't like the term stepdad because for me, my dad and my stepdad, I'm as close to either of them. I grew up with both of them, right? Um, so I just say dad number two. <laughs> so just dad, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if you say dad too much and there's two of them together, people ask questions. So dad number two. Um, yeah, copper across Queensland, 40 plus years through Brisbane. He was in Innisfail, uh, Thursday Island, Cairns, you name it, here, there and everywhere. And there's this story that always, and I reckon as a kid, I was oblivious to the fact that every day that he went out, there was a chance he couldn't have come home, which, as you mentioned, has happened to so many. They're on the front line. Yeah, there's a a story from the early 2000s. I want to say around 01, 02, something like that. Um, And he was working in Cairns at the time, and he went to a a siege at uh, Kawara Beach, which is on the north side of Cairns. And there was a bloke there that uh, had lost the plot was holding his family hostage, uh, had weapons on him, and um, my my dad was uh, responsible, I suppose, for trying to talk him off a ledge. Um, I don't know how people do that. I, I, I couldn't. Like, you have to remove all of your emotion and just yeah. focus on the task at hand. I think the beauty of, and, and, and for the most part, I, I think when you vet someone to be a police officer, one of the big things is they should be able to relate to someone on a personal level. And True. I think that's Empathy. why, yeah, he was so good at what he did. Um, and I'll never forget, he told me the story then, but it hits harder now that I'm a bit older and understand it. The, the bloke was... Just irate. They they didn't know how it was going to end. They had so many members of literally the police lined up outside, and and my my dad number two, Buzzy is his nickname, um, was meter you away, a meter away from the guy. Jeez. Buzzy didn't have his weapon drawn or anything, and was trying to touch this guy, and the guy puts his hand behind his back, and they'd gotten chatting a fair bit at this stage, and the guy said to Buzzy, "Mate, I don't care what he have to say anymore." I'm going to give you to the count of three, and then your wife's going to be a widow. Now, it ended up okay for everyone, and this bloke got apprehended. There were no shots fired, all that kind of thing. But in that moment, I just – and the, I'm not taking the mickey. Our police go through something like this. There's a story like this in our state every day. Well, the fact that you know the words. Yep. 
as a family that he heard because that was his life flashing before his eyes? He still has nightmares about it. And the the tough old grumpy bugger won't go and see someone as much as I've encouraged him to do so. But just a reminder, and I know everyone wants to have their different opinions on the police. I obviously only have positive things to say, but at the end of the day, they're there to serve you. And and every day they leave their families, there is a chance they won't come home. And as you mentioned again, for a lot, that's been a reality. So National Police Remembrance Day today, there's, there's actually a few vigils happening tonight across the state. If you'd like to find out how you can get involved, you just head to the website. It's police.qld.gov.au. Well said. This is Animal Fiction with Jamie Seymour. The smartest man in the world, an expert in all things animal life out of James Cook University, Professor Jamie Seymour. Good afternoon, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm brilliant on this sunny and beautiful, spectacular day in Queensland. It's awesome. Even more spectacular comes Sunday, Sunday afternoon, the NRL Grand Final. Yes, we're infiltrating science with football today. Uh, This is why he went to uni for millions of years. This is what he was born to answer. Being our animal guru, of course, the Broncos and the Panthers going head-to-head. But if we were to really break this down, if a Bronco and a Panther were to be one-on-one, mano-a-mano inside the Coliseum, who takes out that battle and why? Oh, this is a no-brainer. The Panthers any day of the week. Oh. Jamie, any day of the week. what about a, a Bronco that's been so wild for so long it's frothing at the mouth? Mm. Okay, let, let, let's just break this down. So yes. we have a Panther, Apex Predator, Meat Eater, Kill Sings for a Living. Okay. It goes and attacks something and let's say it ends up with a busted leg or something, it heals, no problems, and it just continues on. Now let's take a bronco. What's it do? It eats grass and it poos. It's about the extent of it. Breaks its leg. What are you going to do? you got to shoot it. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it, 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 it's an absolute no-brainer. A panther is going to write off a bronco any day of the week. Just, and the same thing's going to happen on Sunday. Okay. Are you serious? This is science. Science. Okay. Well, now that you've said that, I don't trust your science. I think it's. (laughs) I think I'm gonna have to go to another expert. Fake science, (laughs) Jamie. um, Let's just, um, you know, for for you know what's and giggles. They always say, you know, nine times out of ten, a panther would win or whatever. Ten times out of ten. Okay. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred. That one time in a hundred. Just humour us here. How could the Bronco win a fight? Look, there is a very slight possibility that it could kick the panther in the head. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I've seen that happen before. A bronco horses, kick a panther in the head. Horses have kicked things in the head and <laughs> seriously injured or killed them before. Yeah. Well, it's seriously injured, maybe, yeah. but it's still going to come back with claws and and everything else. And, and the bronco's probably going to break its leg in the, in the process. So it's. <laughs> So, you know, it's... it's. I regret this. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, uh, Elliot. Okay. okay, no, no. Since we have got a little bit of time, why not this, Professor Seymour, because a lot of Queensland fans are going to be off you. Let's go to the AFL Grand Final. Because it's going to end. This we, one's we better. a lion taking on a magpie. Surely some happy news there. Yeah, yeah look, that's going to be a tough one. Oh, come on. A magpie taking on a lion. I'm going to go with a magpie. How? It kills it's the gonna- lion. It's going to pick its eyes out. <laughs> I guess it can fly away. We've gone to the wrong yeah, person for this. I thought, yeah, you forgot are... he was born in Grafton in New South Wales. Where can so. we report <laughs> scientists that are suspicious and <laughs> spouting misinformation? Is there some kind of website? 
Oh, no, we'll just have to catch up on Monday, won't we? We'll yeah. just see. We'll just see where the I don't think you'll take my calls that day, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, Professor Jamie Seymour, so you're locking in a panther against a Bronco any day of the week, and you're even saying a magpie beats a lion. I, I don't know if there's bias in that. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> I know. Yep. I, I, can't, I can't believe I'm saying that, but mm. that's what science would say. <laughs> I reckon the magpie's going to all right. Sorry. All right. <laughs> enjoy your, your weekend, mate, and enjoy the uh, the grand finals. Always appreciate having you on the rush hour. Thank you. No worries, guys. You have a great one. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. In case you missed it, Queensland, a couple of months ago, we gathered together all of the coins that we had, and with $12 for the state of Queensland, we purchased a steer named Wombat. He's wonderful. Every single week we're discovering new talents that he has, great personality traits. Huge poos. You might remember back in the day, it was uh, the World Cup in 2010, and there was this octopus called Paul that they used as a predictor challenge, and Mm -hmm. he got an insane amount of these predictions correct. I was actually in Germany at the time, went and visited him. He was very known for being right when it came to predictor challenges. He's passed away. Could oh. Wombat, yeah, they don't have long lifespans, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> Two years. Right. I see where you're going with this, though, and I like it. Could Wombat yeah. be the new Paul the Octopus? Love that. With the help of producer Luke yeah. and the carer for Wombat, Adam, yeah. we are live streaming to Serena today. That's right. I've set up a big old high-tech rig. We've got a live cam on Wombat. It's a, it's an iPhone, by the way, <laughs> FaceTiming, but yes. <laughs> you can, uh, I think we've got Wombat ready to go now to pick the winner of the AFL Grand Final. So we're doing AFL now, Collingwood yep. v Lions. And what is he doing? He's going to go out to a bucket. We've got some feed yep. in a couple of buckets and right. whatever bucket he and picks. They have, oh, I can see it now. they got logos on there. Yep. One has Collingwood, one has yep. the Lions. Yep. Let's take it away. Yeah. He's a slow mover, I'll say that, but he does look hungry as he marches okay. towards. At the moment, it looks like he's going straight towards the pies. He's definitely in the direction he's going of Collingwood. The pie. No, Hang Wombat, on. move Sniff. to the right. Oh, Wombat. No. Oh. Oh. oh, you ugly, filthy beast. He teased us for a second there. He had a little sniff of the Lions. Okay, Wombat has predicted that Collingwood will win the grand final in the AFL. <laughs> yeah, but it's like he gave the Lions a small chance. You know what I mean? He had a quick a look at them. Yeah, he had a whiff of them. And yeah, then he, he went neck deep inside the Collingwood okay. barrel. I'm not ready to rule him out as potentially the worst <laughs> predictor of all time well, until we watch the second one. Well, yeah, we're going to get him back on yeah. after 5 o'clock this afternoon. By the way, to see his prediction for that one, Rush Hour Curly on Instagram. But he is, and I worry about this, because he's predicting the NRL Grand Final later on. If he doesn't pick your beloved Broncos, I know how much you love I'll your child. I'll sell him. I will sell him. Yeah. We don't need to own we'll him put anymore. Put him out on the street. Out the pasture. <laughs> we'll do that. Make what, your own money. What's we the... made you an Instagram wombat. Just remember, if you're listening right yeah. now, brother, sort it out. Wombat the Steer on Instagram if you want to check him out there as well. He'll return with us after five on the Rush Hour. <laughs> Fun, I would like to cancel the Mexican wave. TikTok. Hiking is done. People that go into caves. I don't want to sound like an old man, but live in the moment. It's disgusting. You're an idiot. It's time for Elliot to discredit and disown anything that brings people joy. Now, producer Luke joins us as well. This is my duty to the civil servants, not across Queensland, but across the entire nation. There are too many people making fun out of things that are shit. Uh, <laughs> picnics, great example. Heard that before. What, why waste the money sitting on a beach getting sand up your clacker? Because cheese plates and charcuterie boards. Have that at home. Um, all right. Today in the theme of the grand final, the NRL grand final in particular, 
and I, I hate to have to do this, but it is your no, behavior. No, sorry. It is your behavior, Queensland. No, what? No, don't say that. Don't stop saying you hate doing this. I do. It brings you the best joy, no. the greatest joy ever. That would make me to rain on people's parade. No. Thunder. Come on, Luke. Lightning. You know yes. he, he revels rain, in no. it a bit. You do a little bit. No, <laughs> you do no, a no. lot, bit. This is civil service. You brought this upon yourself, Queensland. Today, I'm going after you. You out there that are fans of the North Queensland Cowboys, maybe the Gold Coast Titans, maybe even new fans of the Dolphins coming into the competition that have decided for the NRL Grand Final, you're jumping on the Broncos wagon. Spare me, for God's sakes. This is not how it works, right? These are your neighbours, right? For example, if you're a Cowboys fan, the Broncos are your biggest rivals. It'd be like a Souths fan supporting the Roosters in a Grand Final. Don't disgrace yourself like that. Unfortunately for you, the lesser of the two evils is actually Penrith. (laughs) She's speechless. You, I... Earlier this year, yes. you did a plea to Queenslanders. You said, jump on the Newcastle Knights exactly. bandwagon. Yes. How is that any different besides the fact that it's in a different state? You're not hearing the argument at all. The argument for this is that the Brisbane Broncos, the Gold Coast Titans, the Dolphins and the Cowboys, who are they all say their biggest rival is? The Broncos. When it comes to the Queensland Derby Derby. The Broncos. Yes. In general, the Broncos. The Knights are just some peasant team. No, we no all hate Manly and Cronulla like no. normal people no. do. I'm just telling and you. And the Roosters. If, if you're a Queensland supporter of, again, the Bron- uh, sorry, the Cowboys, the Titans or the Dolphins and you're jumping on the Broncos, you've actually disgraced yourself Are you trying your to club. divide this state? Not divide. I'm just telling you what's right and what's wrong. This is criminal. Honestly, I'm- if you were telling people in Queensland to support a New South Wales team in the grand final... Rip up your license. Give it to me right now, actually. You know what I, I would liken it to? I would liken it to, I don't know if anyone out there's seen Star Wars, but Obi-Wan was meant to de- destroy the Sith, not join them. You Titans, Cowboys and Dolphins fans, you're Obi-Wan. It looked like you were going to destroy the Sith. You couldn't find a way, so you jumped on board. You this are is da- Queensland State of Origin 2.0. We get it twice a year this year. You are Time Darth to jump Vaders. on board. Bronx are- Nation. Population Why 5 million. Why are you million. taking over Fun Police? Because you're, you're you've, being You've disbarred. not been enlisted. You didn't go to the school, which There's is no called the Academy. There's no way you passed all of the checks mentally with this uh, kind hey, of mind frame. Hey, money will get you anywhere. Up the mighty Panthers. Yeah. Did you Did what? you just get Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker mixed up? Ooh. Why does, I don't know. Star, Star, Star Wars. You got Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker. Not too late. Credibility's gone. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Now, my husband Alex is a teacher, so he has school holidays off every single year. And during that time, he often takes an opportunity to leave Queensland and go and visit his family in New South Wales. Whenever he's going, I'm always, oh, I don't want you to leave. I'm going to miss you so much. But I tell you what, we're into the end of week one of him being away. Mm. My house has never been cleaner. Right. My act has never been more together. And I think that going forward, I'm going to make a big call in my marriage that could really shake things up, but it's going to make it better for me long term. Hmm. I don't want Alex to ever cook again. <sighs> I, I mean, firstly, I thought you did all the cooking anyway. I was not aware that he ever did any. Uh, th- pretty much. I do okay. 95% okay. of it occasionally. Like we get HelloFresh. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. I do pay for it. Uh, just because it's easier in terms of portions. We don't want to waste food. I like the meals and it mixes things up. He isn't a great cook, so I cook, he cleans. Right. But every so often... He'll send me this message. I used to love it at the beginning of our relationship. It was like the sexiest three, four words that you could ever receive. I'm cooking tonight, babe. Right. 
was the best. Mm-hmm. He can only make like two meals, one of which is San Choy Bao, and it's wonderful. That's such a uh, interesting... Left field, yeah. yeah. For, to have two meals you can make, you make the lettuce dish with weird mint stuff inside. <laughs> yeah, he does do it well, really, really, right. really well. However... I'm at an age now where I'm really sick of when he cooks because men, unlike women, and I've seen it with my dad, I've seen it with my brother, I've seen it with friends, you cannot cook and clean at the same time. It's great that we get this wonderful meal from you, but it's at the expense of the entire kitchen needing a complete deep clean afterwards. There's bits of lettuce on the floor. There's pine nuts spilled across the whole sink. There's sauce smeared and, and, and like the fridge has marks on it from where he's tried to open the fridge with dirty hands. I'm sorry, but when I cook, by the time that the meal is done, the entire kitchen is clean and ready to go. All you have to do is put your two dishes into the dishwasher and it's done. It's honestly not worth the payoff for his delicious meal to have that much of a bombsite afterwards. I'm putting my foot down. No more cooking from him ever again. He can just buy me Uber Eats every second night. I actually... You know what? And I know you're expecting me to go whack on you. I hear what you're saying, and I want to spread that message. Women across the state, make sure your men never cook again. Make sure your men just put their feet up and sit on the couch in the Lazy Boy, and you do all the chores, because that's what AB is saying today. Thank because you, misunderstood. We make too much mess. You're right. Let us sit on the couch, not do anything. You guys this is cook. Really back you clean. You do all the kids' no. lunches. You put them to bed as well. God knows we obviously can't do nappies if we can't clean up a kitchen, so make sure you're sitting at that too. In in fact, just let us sit in silence because if we talk, we could ruin something. You know what? This is the most inspirational thing you've ever done. And I believe this is going to help every Queensland marriage and family moving forward. Well done, Annabelle. Oh, God, what have I done? Yeah, the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. AB, here are the facts. Prostate cancer, it's the most diagnosed cancer in Australian men. One in five men in Australia will receive a diagnosis of prostate cancer in their lifetime. It's all about early detection. Uh, my grandpa, I never got to meet him. He, he died of prostate cancer in his early 40s. My dad was only 14 at the time. Uh, you always think it's a, a bit older than that, pardon yeah, my ignorance. Yeah, and it's probably something that, that deserves a little bit more conversation. Joining us today, uh, one of the Ambassadors for Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, Corey Merrick, joins us. Really appreciate your time, Corey. Love to hear some of your story because you face this head on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, I, fortunately, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer at the age of 38. So that was a huge shock to me. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I, I got myself checked early as possible because my dad was diagnosed before he was 16. Um, I had another uncle who was also diagnosed with prostate cancer. So that, you know, increased, not only doubled my chances, but increased my chances by five times. Um, so <laughs> it was quite scary, to be honest, when I found out. Corey, how exactly did you find out? Because with that family history, I imagine your doctors are saying, go and get tested regularly. What, what is the process for that? Yeah, uh, it's a very good question. Um, I actually started asking as early as 30 and, um, you know, the doctors were working off the recommendations of, you know, for someone with family history not to ask around or start getting tested around the age of 40 to 45. Mm. So, um, you know, that was a little bit early and then I asked again about about 35 and um, still kind of, you know, the doctors, you know, went back to those normal recommendations. And I this year I just... Um, I was planning to actually do a bodybuilding competition, so I just wanted to get everything kind of tested. And the DP that I had, luckily enough, um, you know, he was really interested in men's health and really interested in, um, 
my family history and he said well why not let's just get tested and um unfortunately and in some cases fortunately um that was the only thing that was wrong but we got early detection so can't complain too much about that in in a funny way Corey, um, you know, even for myself here and that, not that I'm training for a bodybuilding competition anytime soon with this rig, uh, but I, I've sort of been told a similar thing um, as I enter my mid-30s uh, that I didn't really need to look at getting checked until around, you know, 40-ish. Um, would you encourage, yeah. I know you're not a medical professional, but would you encourage blokes, especially with family history like yourself, like me, to maybe start getting in earlier? Yeah, that's, that's exactly and that's exactly why I want to get the message out there. You know, I know that, you know, there's um, smarter people out there than me that make up these guidelines and, and there's a good reason why they have them. But, you know, I just think that, you know, if you're uh, something that is really somebody that really wants to stay on top of it um, and find yourself a GP that will, will do it. You know, I know sometimes the GPs, they're doing the right thing by not trying to put any other strains on the um, medical professions that are out there. But, I just say find a GP that will actually do it, um, you know, or if you're going in for your general checkup and you're going to get a blood test anyway, um, ask them to throw it on. It's, there's going to be no harm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't see why it's not as readily available to get tested if you, ask, if you just ask. Corey, can we ask personally where you're at at the moment with your treatment? How, how is all the recovery going? And also, a bit of a two-parter, the work that you're doing with Movember to raise awareness. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, in terms of recovery, um, that's all gone really well. You know, there was the, you know, there's kind of the things that you don't want to talk about, but, the, you know, um, the prostate for me was, I was diagnosed in January and it was gone in um, May. Um, so that was very quick. Um, luckily, I, you know, the 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 process of that was quite quick in recovery, given the position I was in with being relatively healthy, was good. But you know, there's the ongoing mental side of things, I guess, which is the other reason why I want to get the message out there is that, you know, um, it's something that doesn't just affect you; it affects family, it affects partner, um, you know, and there's the sexual side of things as well so um still dealing with that um but i also want to make sure that you know there are men out there that you know you're not alone um and the november foundation has certainly been um very supportive i'm a six-year mobro with them um and as soon as i told them i wanted to share my story and what i've gone through and how young i am they were more than willing to help so can't praise them enough uh, for what they're doing for men's health. Speaking of Movember, uh, you can join Movember and help spread awareness. Uh, of course, we've just had Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Together, we can change the face of men's health. You can actually learn more online, movember.com forward slash prostate cancer. There's a whole bunch of information and resources there as well. Corey Merrick, uh, lovely hearing from you, mate. Really appreciate you sharing your story with us on the Rush Hour this afternoon. Good on you, legend. Sorry, thank you. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. As a state, the Rush Hour Queensland, we own our very own pet steer. His name's Wombat. We bought him a couple of months ago for $12. Absolute mm. steal. We're constantly putting him to the test to see if he has extra abilities. His poo is magic, for instance. It helps things grow. We've been giving out his manure right across the state. We have. Cool if you want some, by the way. Uh, but we want to know if he could be in any way in the same field as, you might remember, Paul the Octopus. He was the animal predictor challenge uh, over in Germany. Germany during the World Cup. They used to put different food out and make him pick, and he picked the right winners for a mm. number of World Cup series. 
We've already done the test to see who Wombat yep. thinks is going to win the AFL Grand Final. Disappointing. Sad news, Queenslanders. Yep. He did predict <laughs> that it is Collingwood. There were two buckets of feed. Mm. He picked the Collingwood one first. And we're now crossing live to Serena once again as he is faced with two buckets of feed, one for the Broncos yes. and one for the Panthers. All right. <laughs> live stream is ready to go. Yes. All right. Kick it off. Here we go. He's moving slower oh, he's this confused. time. He's looking straight at the Brisbane bucket. Now at Penrith. Now he's looking beyond. I don't know if he's hungry. This could take a while. He's going towards the Penrith bucket. He's putting his head in between both of them. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone for the Panthers. I hate you, Wombat. Wow. I'm not your mother anymore. <laughs> I mean. Find new parents, you rat. Collingwood Penrith double. Mm. He's Is he gone colorblind? this weekend. Well, I actually think they might be out. But that doesn't, make, that doesn't make a difference. Because like red. What? No, but they go towards red. Yeah, so if anything, it means he's so <laughs> he's sure so Brisbane sh- won't Because <laughs> <laughs> the red bucket was the Broncos. All right, decide for yourself oh. uh, whether you think Wombat's in the right. Put your predictions with our videos too. Wombat the Steer and Rush Hour QLE, I think you can find the videos there. Yeah, correct. And, and if we're going the Wombat way, up Collingwood and up Penrith. He's not a very good Queenslander, is he, Wombat? <laughs> he's, he's done. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Before we disappear into the sunset, it is important to have one last legend join us. And, and he did order that he said he wanted to be the last guest because that's who he is as a human being. Uh, this is a gentleman that, of course, is a Brisbane Broncos legend. He's won a couple of premiership, premierships. He calls himself the jewel, Mr. Wendell Saylor. Hello, mate. Hey guys, how are you going? Really well, looking forward to this weekend. I know your, your son's part of the extended squad for Brisbane. As an ex-player, do you feel you know some nerves going into this one? Uh, not really. I just feel excited for the boys. Yep. There's been so much pressure on the Broncos as a club. Um, obviously, my best mate Seabold was there um, a few years back and got the wooden spoon and... Um, I regularly remind him of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, Ali and Ava, you know I'm such a good mate. I just keep bringing up like the past. Yep. So, um, so you are. I'm really proud. Yeah, I'm really proud of Kevy uh, and what the, what the club's doing at the moment. The way those boys are playing, it's it's just enjoyable to watch. And um, if they're going to win the grand final, um, we're going to have to go all in here with Penrith because Penrith, you know, they've been here four times now. And I remember the first time that Penrith got there, um, everyone was talking about them, and then Melbourne Storm took them out of their comfort zone. And that's exactly what the Broncos are going to have to do come Sunday. Dell, I was watching NRL 360 last night. Buzz said that he couldn't believe how calm and cool-headed Kevy is going into this. It didn't feel like someone who was going into a grand final. It felt like someone who was going to a picnic is what he said. Is that what Kevy's known for? I mean, he's he's a wear his heart on the sleeve kind of guy. I just, I'm shocked that he's able to hold, hold such composure during this time. Well, you know what? At the Broncos, people talk about Glenn Lazarus, they talk about Gordon Tallis, they talk about Lockyer and Alan Langer, but Kevy's been the unsung hero of the Broncos for a long time. As a young fella, when I came through, um, the lessons that he taught me, uh, the composure that he had around me, uh, he makes you better. So, mm. to be honest, we all knew Kevy could coach, but to be to be in charge of this young crew and to be in the dressing room a couple of times... Um, just to see the aura that he has around those boys, but also Adam Reynolds. Him and Adam Reynolds, there's a great synergy there. You know, this would bring up a lot of memories for you, no doubt. Grand final time of you having won a couple yourself. Are there any memories or one in particular that stands out during that period that you always go back to? Yeah, for me, um, probably the 2000 grand final. Um, I just think because it was the Olympic year, obviously, you know, obviously good friends with Kathy Freeman. But there was just a, there's a lot of nostalgia 
to the 2000. 98 was a great grand final. 97, as the boys remind me, it's only half a premiership. But 2000 for me, because it was it was the last year, sort of, uh, it was the year before my dad passed away. But 2000 mm. was such an iconic sort of uh, year mm. in Australian sport. Um, and obviously, the Olympics, uh, the rugby league, as you know, Elliot, your old man, obviously, uh, was a was a journalist and media personality. The grand final was a little bit earlier. And that's for me, when I go out there Sunday, I'm getting out there early to watch the girls, you know. I know you're happy about this. Newcastle, chances are going back-to-back. Uh, Tamika Upton, an absolute star. But also the Titans girls, their first ever grand final. So, you know, I'm going to share the love out there. And I'm just excited for all these current players, men and women, that play our game today. Mm. Del, if there's someone in Queensland who's being a traitor to their state, if you will, uh, do you think that they deserve punishment if they're perhaps even trying to incite that other people don't support the Broncos in this grand final? I will play you a little bit of audio that was from this show earlier today. You out there that are fans of the North Queensland Cowboys, maybe the Gold Coast Titans, maybe even new fans of the Dolphins coming into the competition that have decided for the NRL Grand Final, you're jumping on the Broncos wagon. Spare me, for God's sakes. This is not how it works, right? These are your neighbours, right? For example, if you're a Cowboys fan, the Broncos are your biggest rivals. It'd be like a Souths fan supporting the Roosters in a Grand Final. Don't disgrace yourself like that. Unfortunately for you, the lesser of the two evils is actually Penrith. Is this what you would expect from your so-called mate, Wendell? Um, hey, look, you know, I love Elliot, but Elliot, Newcastle come up short in the men's. You know, second week I told you they'd get knocked out early. Elliot, you're not there. You, mate, it was a great year. Well done to Carl and Ponga and well done to Upton. But, hey, brother, oi, we're getting on, on the Queensland bandwagon. Whether you support the Titans, the Cowboys, Dolphins, get on board because the Broncos, they're going to do big things Sunday night. Yeah, a bunch of traders. Thank That's you, right. Del. All right, well, enjoy, enjoy your footy. All the coverage this Sunday, of course, on the M's. Uh, you'll hear the women's game as well. Uh, then leading into the men's uh, part of that call team is Wendell Saylor. Appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Any time for you guys, it's a good time. Love you guys. Make it look easy with sports bet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.